Contrasting fortunes for Shropshire's Big Two and managers Axter Ellesmere. Welcome to another edition of the Shropshire Football Podcast. I'm Todd Nash. I'm here with Shrewsbury Town reporter James Garrison, and that's where we'll start. Uh, and it's not been a great week for Shrewsbury, has it, James? No, it's been a difficult few days. That's that's for sure. Shrewsbury got beat one 0 at Doncaster on Saturday. In many ways, they'd done a lot of the hard work earlier on. They'd gone down to Brentford, got a goalless draw, good result, and a, a, a good performance as well. They they passed the ball well. They created chances, and were very unlucky not to come away with with a victory there. Saturday didn't really happen for Shrewsbury. Uh, first half, in particular, they they were slow out the traps. They considered a penalty after four minutes, which put them on the on the back foot. After that, they had plenty of the ball, plenty of the game. They dominated possession, and in the second half, in particular, dominated territory, but never truly threatened to create a, a plethora of chances. They, they they had the odd the odd chance here and there, but well and truly, they, they didn't really do enough to to get anything from the game, which was a, a big disappointment. Has this been a little bit of the story of the season with the, um, the not finding enough goals? I mean, is it is it down to the strikers? What's what's the story there? I think Saturday was a little bit different in that it's probably one of the few occasions that Shrewsbury haven't created a huge amount of chances. They've, they've, they've been very good at creating chances throughout the season, and Saturday perhaps didn't flow quite as quite as readily as as, as it normally does. They've obviously been short of goals. They, they've there's no secret that they've created chances in the past and not and not finished them off. So. Is it the strikers? I mean, everyone looks at the strikers first and foremost, don't they? Obviously, Terry Gornell's been having a real unfortunate time of it. He's been playing pretty well, but he's still waiting for his first goal. Marvin Morgan's done done pretty well, but I, th- I think Graham Turner will be looking for everybody to chip in with a few. I'm sure he'll be looking for a few few more goals for midfield. I'm sure Mark Wright, for instance, has had a great scoring record over the last few years. He's not found the, found the target yet, so... He'll be looking for a few more goals from midfield. I'm sure he'll be looking for a couple from the defenders from set-pieces as well. So, yeah, while they... The onus does fall on the striker, and of course, the search for strikers goes on as Graham Turner's been telling us for a while. I'm sure we'll be looking for everyone else to chip in with a few as well. Indeed, they did manage to find the net uh, on Tuesday night, but it, unfortunately, it still wasn't enough. They were dumped out of the Johnson Paint Trophy by Crew. Yeah, that was a. It was a very. It was a strange old evening, really, because the Greenhouse Meadow only had a couple of thousand in there, the lowest attendance we believe in the, at the Greenhouse Meadow. And it it was all it was all a little bit flat. Crew played very well first half. They were excellent, typical Crew side. They got the ball down. They played. There was good movement. They got a lot of good young players there, as we've always come to expect from Crew. But Shrewsbury were poor first half. They they almost looked a little bit lethargic. They never really got into any tempo. They had a, one or two chances. Darren Jones put a golden chance over the bar from a from a corner. And Alan Wilsey had a shot cleared off the line. And I, I remember one excellent effort from Luke Summerfield, which was tipped over. But Crew always looked the more likely. They hit the bar. They they obviously took the lead as well. Second half, Shrewsbury improved. They they went two 0 down just after half time. But 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 then Asa Hall came on and injected a little bit of impetus into Shrewsbury's midfield performance. Started to get forward and, uh, and joined Mar- Marvin Morgan and Paul Parry, who were playing as the the front two. He got his goal, albeit aided rather significantly from the crew goalkeeper, who somehow allowed a twenty five yard shot, which was just straight at him through his grasp. But if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle, I guess. So, uh, and Asa may well have had another couple of goals. He, he had a couple of other long-range efforts, which one was well saved by the keeper, one was just over. And Shrewsbury did pen crew back in that last 20 minutes, but there's still a feeling that that the, the tempo, certainly over a 90-minute performance, is still not where it was at the start of the season. 
So it's not all guns blazing going into the Walsall Derby on uh, on Sunday then, and that one's live on Sky, so they'll be looking to put in a good performance there. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Sky cameras always adds a little bit extra to it, doesn't it? And the fact it's a derby against against Walsall for me, it's a really important game for Shrewsbury. They're they're on a run of one win in ten games. That it's not overly a fair reflection of their their form. They've probably played better than that in certainly at the start of that sequence. They've played a lot better than that, but results are, are there. Uh, and it's one win in ten, so it's a really important time for for Graham Turner to a hopefully try and get a player or two in before the weekend, and b just to get the confidence back in his team because they do look just to be a tad short of confidence at the moment on on the ball. So that'll be something I'm sure he'll be drumming, trying to drum into his players over the next few days. Indeed, and uh, to move on to Telford, and really it couldn't be more contrasting. They got six points out of uh, six this week. Absolutely, I think you went didn't you on Saturday to watch them against against Woking. What were your uh, thoughts on them? I did. Um, I mean, they, they started really well. It kind of came flying out the blocks, and um, the the tricky right winger Luke Hubbins, he looked a good player, and almost straight off the whistle, he just ran forward. Um, you know, was taken out by the goalkeeper, red card. You know, penalty. Darren Byfield steps up, scores the penalty, and you start thinking, hang on, this could be quite a uh, you know quite a comfortable victory. But it didn't really turn out that way. Um, for the first sort of, as I say, for another twenty minutes or so. They really were knocking on the door, but then the tide started to turn, whether the 10 men got a bit more organised. and It's not always easy to play against 10 men, is it? I mean, I think that it's always... Sometimes it's a little bit over-egged, the extra man, because the other team go more defensive and it's harder to break them down. But by the end of the game, whether it was this um, flu virus that's hit the, the squad quite hard or not, I don't know. But Woking really did come back into the game, and I have to admit, I thought they were going to get an equaliser. And it was only really the the good saves of Ryan Young that kept Telford, you know, with that slender lead. So, all in all, I guess it was a, a really good three points for Andy Sinton, especially after that virus and perhaps one they might not have been expecting. Absolutely. And then to go and do what they did on, on Tuesday night at Dartford was just fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, what performance that was to go 170 mile, I think, down from Telford to Dartford, 340 mile round trip, and to go and, uh, and score four goals against a team who are and or were and still are sitting in the playoff places. That was a fantastic performance. Steve Jones getting a couple, Phil Trainer getting on the score sheet as well, and as you mentioned, Luke Cubbins doing doing likewise. At one stage, it was four 0 to Telford, which would have been a remarkable result. I'm sure since Andy Sinton would have loved a clean sheet. It didn't quite materialise, but you can't ask for any more than his players at the moment. They're they're going well. They're they're eighth in the Blue Square Premier, um, which is a remarkable turnaround on the end of last season they're looking far better than they were last season there's goals in the team they're looking solid at the back as you say Ryan Young's playing playing very well so they can head into the weekend with real confidence indeed and uh, they're only three points behind this weekend's um, opponents Grimsby which as you say is, is a hell of an achievement and who knows maybe they could topple that at the weekend yeah definitely I mean I'm sure if you'd have said to Andy Sinton you're three points behind Grimsby 14 games into the season. This is the other thing. This is not sort of four or five games into the season. We're almost a, a third of the way through the season here. And Telford, are, this league table is now starting to take shape. And Telford are justifiably eight. So they're going to Saturday full of confidence. I'm sure the crowds will start to build as well if, if Telford get momentum. It's far too early to start thinking of, of playoffs or anything like that. But all, all they can keep doing between now and Christmas is keep trying to pick up points and, and just try and stay in and around it. And if they're within five or six points of the top five come Christmas, then who knows, the P word might be mentioned a little bit around the new book's yeah, head. Who knows, you're going to start all the Telford fans dreaming <laughs> here, I think, James. 
Um, we'll move swiftly onto the non-league, and as we mentioned earlier, um, the managers at Ellesmere Rangers got the axe this week. They did, yeah. I don't think it came as any huge surprise to, to anybody, really. It's been a really tough start to the season for Ellesmere. Matt Burton, who'd been there a good number of years, he left in the summer. He was replaced by Richard Brown and Richard Gardner, which on paper looked a really shrewd appointment from Ellesmere. Brown and Gardner did superbly at Wellington Amateurs last year, guiding them to the West Midlands One League and Cup double in their first job, and uh, Unfortunately, to get sacked at the end of the season. It hasn't really worked out for them at Ellesmere at all, to be honest. They've 15 games in all competition without a uh, without a, so much as a win. They've only picked up two points from 11 league games out of all the Cups as well. So the pressure had been building there. They were they lost 4-1 at Leeds Stratford at the weekend. And I'm told it wasn't quite as... But, uh, it, was a, it was an improved performance. So I, I guess Brown and Gardner will think they were probably heading in the right direction. But... You can only judge by results. I know that Richard Brown was telling me earlier in the week that this, this weekend coming would have been the first time that he'd have had his full squad, or him and Gardner would have had their full squad available for the first time. So, a little bit of sympathy with any managers that lose their job at any level, but I guess when you haven't won for 15 games, the, the pressure builds and the writing's on the wall a little bit. Yeah, perhaps. And speaking of results, we've got uh, another bit of a strange one with Market Drayton. Six draws out of seven this season. That is the draw specialist of that division, surely. Yeah, they're redefining the phrase draw specialist, aren't they? They've 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 done okay, Drayton. They've they've got themselves into winning positions in quite a few games over the last couple of weeks. They've played Mickelover twice on two successive Saturdays in the league, Evo Stick League Division One South, and led both times three 0 at home. Were pegged back three three, two 0 away, and pegged back to two two. Tuesday night they went to Sutton Coalfields and I think they were forced to ride the look a little bit in the first half having spoken to the manager Jimmy Mullen. Damien Stevens, the goalkeeper, former Shrewsbury Town youngster, he made two or three great saves in the first half to keep Drayton in it and, and a little bit of a reshuffle in the second half ensured that Drayton came a, got more of a foothold in the game and came away with a, a goalish draw. It was their first clean sheet of the season. The only slight downside was a an injury to Adam Prowlock. He signed, of course, at the end of last week. A great signing for, for Drayton. Former Wolves, Sheffield, you know, Sheffield Wednesday. Strike, obviously, he had a spell with Telford as well. So that that will be a slight disappointment, but hopefully he'll be ready for, for this weekend. I think they've got Loughborough at home on Saturday, so hopefully he's ready for that one. Good stuff. And uh, finally, a quick mention to uh, Bridge North Schiffnell, who are meeting in the first round proper of the FA Vars this weekend. Yeah, a really big game for both clubs. Both have won a couple of games to get to this stage through the, the qualifying rounds. And... Yeah, it's going to be a, a big big day for both clubs, as I say, at Crown Meadow. There's financial benefits plenty in the FA Vars. There'll be a good few hundred, maybe even over a thousand available for the winners. I've, I haven't checked the prize money yet, I must must admit. But particularly for Bridge North, this is a really big competition. They're, they're going well in the league. They've had a good one in the FA Cup. And Step 5, which is the level Bridge North play at in the Midland Alliance, is the highest level that teams play at in the in the Vars. So there's no reason why Bridge North can't have a good one. Of course, the, the ultimate pipe dream a long way down the... The road is Wembley, which is where the finals play, which would be an unbelievable day out for, for any players at this level. It's obviously a long way away, but there's no reason why Bridge North can't pick off two or three results and, and, and go through a few rounds. But Schiffen will go there fancying it as well. They've now led by Darren Spittle since Sean Hughes has stepped down as joint manager. So they'll go there and give it a real go. They had a good 3-3 draw last week against Black Country Rangers, so I'm sure it'll be a, a good rip-roar in Shropshire Derby. If anyone's at a free... A loose end in Bridge North. There's plenty of worse ways to spend your Saturday afternoon than going along to watch that. So there you go, James. You've mentioned the P word for Telford and now the uh, the W word for Bridge North. <laughs> You've got and to aim high, Todd. You've this got to aim high. This is obviously the Dreamers podcast. And, uh, we do wish all of our Shropshire teams well, as we do every week. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast.